0: You're listening too. Shit Happens when you party naked.
1: Low voice, I was in the crib when my balls dropped, earthquake when they hit, where they split rocks.
2: And he played Ghost.
3: He
1: was in Ghost,
3: and now he really is.
2: A ghost. And Gertie dancing. I mean those Dirty are dancing. both kind of classic like pussy type movies.
3: Yeah, well, you haven't seen Roadhouse. He kicks fucking ass in that movie.
2: Did I see? I mean, he they were good the, movies. He
3: beats the fuck out of people in Roadhouse. He does not take no shit from nobody. That's where the classic line, pain don't hurt, came from.
2: I don't know that line.
3: You're about to learn that line. you about to learn that line today. Girl, you going to learn today. We're about to visit a whole new world. You thought Samuel L. Jackson was bad? We're about to visit a whole new world of motherfuckers. Well, Mr. Dalton, you may add nine staples to your dossier
1: of 31 broken bones... Two bullet wounds, nine puncture wounds, and four
2: stainless steel screws. That's an estimate, of course. I'll give you a local. No, thank you. Do you enjoy pain? Your pain don't hurt. Most of my patients would disagree with you. Okay.
3: So, classic 80s movie. Um, Patrick Swayze is okay. such a tough guy that after getting a knife wound, he's been stabbed. He doesn't give a fuck. She wants to give him a local anesthetic. He says, no, fuck off with that. You're going to sew me up. You're going to stitch me up. I don't need the fucking anesthetic. Fuck that. Pain don't hurt, which is kind of an oxymoron, right? Kind of is. Because it wouldn't be pain if it didn't hurt. Yeah. Right? It would be something else. It would tickle. That's true. Or it would be pleasurable. Mm -hmm. Or you wouldn't feel it at all because you're numb from the waist down. Mm -hmm. But if it is pain then by definition, it, it hurts. hurts.
2: Have you heard of the people who can't feel pain?
3: Yeah, I've heard of that.
2: Yeah. It sounds... yeah they're called
3: diabetics. Their feet are all fucked up. You step no. on nails and don't know it.
2: No, but that was witty. That yeah. was quick. Ha ha. No, but you would think it would be good, but it actually results in a lot of issues because pain is a signal to the body that something's wrong and that you should mm-hmm. try to you know, alleviate the pain and then yes. therefore more injury or harm. So people who Mm -hmm. aren't able to feel pain have some serious issues.
3: Yeah. Pain is a very important physiological response. Without it, we'd be fucked. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you touched something hot and then automatically yanked your hand away? That nervous impulse doesn't even have to travel all the way to the brain. That's how much evolution has prioritized our speedy response to such input as heat or, or pain. We're able to yank away, and that impulse, that nervous impulse only goes to the spinal column. We don't even have conscious control over yanking when we feel mm-hmm. something hot. So if you don't feel pain, mm-hmm. your hand is just we'll cooking. We'll just stay there. Yeah, yeah you won't even know. On you don't know until it or smells. Like,
2: or like you can step on a nail, yeah, and you would have no that. idea, and you could have an infection. Yep. So yeah, serious, mm-hmm. crazy. Anyways, mm-hmm. we, di- we digress. We
3: digress. I'm supposed to be opening up a podcast show, so let's let's get right to that. Welcome everybody Uh. Thank you Thank you Welcome everybody to Shit Happens When You Party Naked Everybody ignore my wife belching Thank you all for listening My name is I said belch right
2: Burp and belch to me are different Are they
3: different? There's a nuance between burp and belch? It's
2: it's a difference of magnitude Okay That was a burp
3: Okay because that was small and a belch is big Okay Okay I, I kind of viewed them as more interchangeable, but I appreciate that you have such a, a sense of the nuance. I appreciate that. I am Jason. I'm your host, my co-host, whom I am wanting to beat right now. <laughs> the other half of Team Almy is my lovely wife, Christina. How are you doing, honey? Besides burping into my microphone, I can't <laughs> wait for the next person to come by and use that. They're gonna- that's your mic from here on in. I'm just saying we're gonna Mike? have to put a we're gonna have to put a a, a C on it for Christina because if you're gonna be burping into the thing and we're having strangers over to record burping podcasts, is a
2: natural bodily function. It's just a release hmm. of gas.
3: Okay. Yeah. So, so
2: everybody burps. Yeah. It's healthy to burp.
3: So I'm just gonna take the windscreen from off of that microphone. I'm gonna stick it in between my ass cheeks. For the whole day, and then I'll put it back on, and I'll say, well, it's just natural. It was just right up next to my butthole all day, and that's natural. <laughs> and that's why it should be okay that you're putting it an inch from your nose right now.
2: I think that's totally different.
3: I don't I don't see that as being totally different. Like, the belch comes out of your mouth, and the fart comes out of your butt. But, but it, you're both stick, are unpleasant.
2: But you're sticking it in my butt crack, in your in butt, my crack, butt crack, yeah, which is a difference of just burping and releasing some gas. So you're actually touching skin, you're in a place that has minimal ventilation, you're where poop comes out, maybe there's some crustiness there. I don't know. It depends on how good you wipe.
3: Okay, so...
2: (laughs) That's quite the open. I
3: know. I'm looking at that, I'm like, well, 95% of that I can just... just (laughs) Nobody needs to hear this. Uh, At any rate... (laughs) moving along let's uh go ahead and we have a a very full show for you today uh one that i'm particularly proud of so let me just knock out a couple of uh, quick announcements right here at the beginning nolan Gregg, our cousin nolan Gregg's band you're fired is playing at bungalow in manchester new hampshire on august the 25th that's a saturday night so come on out and let's hang out let's um i'll buy you a shot Come say, hey, I listen to your podcast, and I'll buy you a drink. So come on out to Bungalow in Manchester, New Hampshire, and I will bring the cash. I'll buy you a shot or a beer. And um, come check out my cousin, our cousin, Nolan, and his fantastic band You're Fired, featured on this podcast as well as other podcasts like My Great Love, Off Colored Discussions. Joe, Billy, you guys are awesome.
2: Love y'all.
3: Okay, one last announcement is that, speaking of off-color discussions, we did have a lovely time with them at the Summer Sizzler.
2: Yes, we did.
3: That was quite the fun event. You sure you it don't want to burp? <coughs> no, I, that was not an invitation. You're not supposed to burp on a podcast. We went to the Summer Sizzler. That was at Abel Ebenezer. That was in Merrimack, New Hampshire. It benefited Veterans Count. We raised some money. We won upped the single largest donation that the Beards, Beers, and Battle Scars fundraiser received for the entire eight-month duration of the fundraiser. We won upped it by $1. We also paid to have a giant foam check made, which was pretty fucking cool. Check out our Twitter at S-H-W-Y-P-N, and you can see some pics of the cool check and us hanging out at the Summer Scissor. It was a great event. It was their second one. I found out it was their second summer sizzler. Mm -hmm. They did the first one last year, and this one was like three times the size in terms of number of vendors and and um, bands and stuff like that. And it turned out to be a great time. Yeah, it was
2: really awesome. We got a little bit of rain. It was
3: hot as fuck. We got a little bit of rain, but but the sun came out for the majority of the time, which. Which I mean, made it I nice and like humid. Yeah. That humid was as a motherfucker. great
2: when the sun came out.
3: Still so much fun. Tons of nice people. Hopefully we'll see you next year. You got a whole fucking year to plan. So get on a plane. Come out to New Hampshire. Uh, we'll see you next year for that event. On to the show. Honey. I'm ready. I'm so, I'm so proud of this particular show. I'm excited. Uh, we have as our guests today.
2: Drum roll, please.
3: We have uh, Larry Woodstone and Mr. Glenn Clutterbuck from the Wood Enthusiasts podcast. They also host a video series on YouTube. You can find them on Twitter at Wood Enthusiasts. You can find them on YouTube by searching Wood Enthusiasts. They host a podcast that's relatively new and yet... It's been around long enough to worm its way into my heart, to termite its way into my heart. (laughs) It's a great podcast. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful hosts. Very kind people. They're Canadians, so of course they're fucking nice, right?
2: Mm, I'm French Canadian.
3: You're French Canadian, and you're not nice at all. So it must be the French Canadians that are...
2: You married well.
3: Well, your other qualities help make up for it.
2: My big boobs.
3: Big old titties. (laughs) But we digress. Let's just push pause on this and go... uh, doing the thing with my finger uh we'll be right back just kidding where am i there was a silence there i might have edited out some fucking at any rate let's get on to our interview here we've got mr larry woodstone mr glenn clutterbuck of wood enthusiasts I, i wish that i could say that i met larry and glenn in the woods but like so many of my relationships these days I actually met them on Grinder. I'm Twitter. Twitter. I met them on Twitter. Whoa. Freudian slip. Oh my goodness. Welcome to the show. Mr. Larry Woodstone and Mr. Glenn Clutterbach, how are you guys doing today?
0: Oh my goodness, I'm so honored. I'm, I'm just, i know I speak on behalf of Glenn and Gary that we're just so excited about this. We're so excited. We got that we got the word from you that you wanted to have a conversation, and I know. Uh, and Glenn <laughs> instantly called me and says, please, "Please, please, 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 You know, can I go? He's been wanting to be on a show for years and years and years and years. So I said, you know, maybe we can work it out. and You can come on the show, and we're just we're just super excited because Slippy. When when we listen to Slippy Poops, Slippy Poops happen when you party naked. Um, you know, we find ourselves chuckling all the time and that, that's the honest truth.
3: Yeah. Well, I make the podcast for people to chuckle. So I'm, I'm glad it has that effect on you guys. And I got to say, I'm thrilled to have you. I'm grinning ear to ear. My wife will attest my co-host and wife, Christina will, will attest. I'm just grinning ear to ear to have you guys here. I'm, I'm thrilled.
2: And I feel like we should make note of the name he just mentioned slippy poops. Yeah, slippy poop happens right. when we party naked. Maybe mm-hmm. if we ever are unable to use the word shit, yeah. we could just Ooh. substitute in the slippy poop.
0: Well, that's such a, a, a woody word. is getting spicy. That's yeah, a spicy word yeah. is what it is. It's a spicy word. <laughs> Real spicy. <here. laughs>
3: so you you gentlemen are Canadian. I mean, is that is that not... Um, forgive me, I've never... I live close to Canada now. I'm in New Hampshire. So I'd like to think we're neighbors, but I've, I have never visited your fine land. So is shit a word that, is that too coarse a word for your general Canadian?
1: Well, we like to say spicy, but, uh, but you know, no, people still say that around here, but we're often, you know, looking at wood. I'm really worrying about the hydration of wood. don't really have
0: time for the, you know, S-H-I-T word. So oh really goodness. just kind of... <laughs> you don't it. often hear Glenn spelling it out in full. That's that's, that's quite a surprise. Right. <laughs> you're bringing it out in me. You're bringing it out in me, Jason. <laughs> my face is turning red. I want to get a little bark on her. If we have to play that, we're going to have to bleep that out a little bit, won't we, there? Oh, my goodness. I, I can I
3: can I can bleep that in post I'm turning red myself this is wow oh so goodness. you've never been uh let me paint a picture for you you've never been carrying a, a, a fine oak dresser um, that was handcrafted by someone's grandfather a hundred years ago uh, up a flight of stairs and then it slips from your fingers and it it dings against the wall and there's a nick in this in this
0: glorious finish. And you've never said shit. Well, you know? I, I need, I need to cut you right off because I'm, I'm going to speak on my behalf here and say that firstly, that would never happen. I don't go under, <laughs> believe me, when I'm carrying hundred-year-old furniture for my grandfather, I don't come in. <laughs> I do not come in underprepared. That's something that this isn't a joke. You know, this is, this is not, this is not games. This is not playtime. This is, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. And we're going to we're going to come prepared. The, the, the second half of this is, I consider potty words to be the diarrhea of the mouth. Mm. So when I say slippy poops, that's, you know, that's similar to diarrhea. It has kind of that texture, that kind of, uh, my nephew calls it a blurry poo. So that's kind of what, <laughs> what we reference it as, slippy poops. Indeed. And I
3: think slippy poops, I mean, shit happens when you party naked is quite a mouthful. That's like five or six words. I don't know. I am counted, but that's like several words. But slippy poops is just real short, quick. Just cut it short. Just cut it short. Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good, like, shorthand, slippy poops, you know?
1: I think Gary would probably be the one most inclined to party naked, so he might have more of an idea of
0: what happens when you party naked. Well, Gary, Gary likes to spend a lot of time in the woods without any clothes, and that's something he has found very healthy and, and kind of rejuvenating for his own spirit and his own soul. And he just he rolls around in different bark types and different grasses, and, and he's, he, he's actually got a lot of tick bites from that. And I don't know if they have them in New Hampshire, but yeah. <laughs> they can be quite dangerous around here.
1: And It doesn't stop him. He keeps going
0: back. No. It doesn't stop him. Glenn will spend hours combing through his back hair, just making sure there's no ticks. <laughs> right,
3: hours. Right. Oh, I know, I know how that feels. Uh, I make my wife shave all of mine, and she'll tell you it's a it's a load of work.
2: And we do that while we're naked. Yeah, is that, is that what you consider a party, then? I guess it depends on how many drinks we've had. Yeah, oh, wow. I mean, if we're sober, oh. we're probably. I'm
0: actually just having a soda pop right now. I, I treated myself to a Pepsi. Whoa! So. <laughs> I'm from Georgia. This is the
3: Coke family. I, I
1: stick to the H2O.
3: Oh. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no Pepsi here. We don't we don't do Pepsi. Oh my goodness. I'm very tolerant. I'm very tolerant, right? I'll have anybody on the show, uh black, white, Asian, Jewish, Muslim, maybe, uh, Mexican, probably, but certainly never a Pepsi drinker. Well,
0: <laughs> well i just I, i'm baffled i don't have any words for you because uh frankly they're on sale and when it comes to bernice she said when you're gonna buy soda pop um larry you're gonna buy you're gonna buy what's on sale so i didn't i don't have a lot of choice
3: well i'm so enamored with you guys show that uh i certainly won't harp on about the pepsi so if i may just back things up to the beginning i i'd like to start with just one question why would
0: oh my goodness well, I my instant response is why not? I mean, what else is there? I mean, it was it a it, was
3: there a formative experience as a youth? Like I
0: myself am an Eagle
3: Scout. I spent a lot of time camping, so I grew an appreciation for the woods. So I was wondering if you had a similar experience. Each of you gentlemen had something that uh, inspired or
0: engendered your love of wood. Well. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to speak uh, just for a moment here, Glenn, if you don't mind. Mr. Clutterbuck has <laughs> he has an incredible story, um, but for me, it, it wasn't necessarily a specific moment. But when I do, when I do, kind of draw back into my memory, I remember going to grandmother's house. Now, hmm. we actually grew up on the St. Clair River, which is right right beside Michigan, right beside um, um, Marine City, Michigan, and uh, and I would go down to her house, and she would have this massive, maybe seven, eight foot. Um, and I thought it was a cherry wood table. It was a cherry wood table. In my opinion, it was this huge, beautiful table. And I would, I would just run into the house and I would run my fingers along the beveled edges and kind of, kind of feel the, the grooves in my palm. And, and there's this thick you know, polyurethane glaze. And, and it was years and, years and years and years and years later that I found out it was actually an oak table. Whoa. Uh, and, it, and it actually had a cherry stain. Whoa. You know, it was an oak table, but it had a cherry stain. So I didn't see that twist coming. <laughs> no it, it, exactly that was exactly my point point. and I probably was 16 and I, I said to my dad you've got to be kidding me you've got to be that, oh, that entire time that wasn't a cherry wood table that was a cherry stain that yeah. that being said I used to sit as a kid on my back underneath a plush carpet and I would kick up at this table and, and I remember grandmother would be preparing meals and you would smell you would smell the deep rich wood and you would look at all the handcrafting underneath it and, and I think from that moment to be truthfully honest I think from that moment I said this is there's something to this this is real I mean, there's something I'm feeling with my hands, and i'm it's it's connecting to my heart. And that's something I've really stood on. and it's kind of brought me back to those days is, is that's really what's pushed me forward for my love of wood, kind of that experience, that that kind of hands- on yeah. experience it seems very tactile for you. It's very it's very much the touch, the feel. Oh. That's right. Yeah, that's, well, that's what wood brings you. <laughs> you're not going to get much. You're not going to get much excitement touching a piece of plastic.
3: No, I love the feel of wood. I mean, what about you, Christina? You love the feel of wood love, even more than me, I think.
2: Love the feel of
3: wood. Hmm. Indeed. <laughs> well, what about you, Glenn? I mean, where's the love of wood come from?
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks for asking. Just you know, even involving me in the conversation. I mean, um, you know, for Larry again, it's tactile. It, you know, he told you the story there. For me, it's more of a sense of reward. And when mm. I was growing up, um, our house backed onto a forest. And, you know, there, as you know, I'm sure you've, as you said, you're an Eagle Scout and you've seen a lot of forests and woods and stuff. There's a lot of trees out there that are yeah. dying simply because um, people aren't mm. really taking up their responsibility as humans and giving these trees any water. And so these, these, these trees are dying. And so for me, I, I, I went out there, uh, one day and uh, just as a little boy, I can't even remember how old I was. Maybe I was maybe 10, 11, 12 years old. And and I had, um, uh, had some water and I was, I was drinking it quite selfishly. If if I can be honest with you. And I was drinking it and I realized, you know, these, these trees are thirsty and they need some water and it's not just me. And, and so what I did right there, I mean, I must've still had about three quarters left in my bottle and I, and I dumped it right to the tree, gave it, gave mm. it to a tree. And then I thought, you know what? It probably needs a little bit more than that. So I got some hoses from my garage and I just linked them together and I, and I brought it out there and I must've spent one, two, three, four, Oh, maybe like oh, three hours every day. Um, wow. just watering these trees and they were, it was amazing because the reward started to come right. Cause you see these trees go from just crippled old, like just lifeless to blooming, you know, blooming with life. And, well,
0: I mean, I mean, you, you are in a natural old growth forest, so I'm sure they were doing fine. No, but no, they you know. don't get enough water. Well, and it's just experience. experience. Like, it's I mean, the question, the, I mean, Jason, if
1: you could just if you could imagine this, just imagine there was a little boy on the side of the road and he was thirsty. Would you give him water?
3: Uh, yeah, I think I would. Yeah,
1: and and it would probably yeah. be pretty rewarding. And so that's just
0: kind of that's really what drew me into the wood community to start. I mean, I'm just gonna just gonna put a pause on this on on behalf of the you know the community of wood. We're not necessarily gonna compare trees to children. <laughs> this is something that uh, Glenn has done and has done in the past, and 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 it, and it worries us because of kind of the outlook. And we're in a very public forum. We're we're on probably one of the the biggest shows in podcast history. <laughs> and I would be a little bit worried if if Mr. Clutterbuck was misbetraying us as you know com- kind of comparing trees to children. But uh, but he's got a passion that's strange. I will just say that he's got an interesting proclivity that that we accept because we're we're an accepting group. Really glad to
1: be accepted and, and just really happy to have friends. I mean, I've I've, you know, I'm just really glad to even be here right now.
0: So, thanks guys. Well, you should you certainly invited yourself, so I'm I'm glad you, <laughs> you're on the show with.
3: <laughs> so, what made you guys start a podcast?
0: Well, actually, I'm I'm going to take the lead. I'm going to take the lead on this one because um Glenn uh, while he is a little bit into social media, uh, him and Gary are you know, just kind of rookies. They're kind of rookies in the in the world of the internet. Um, but for years and years and years and years, I've been I've been kind of writing blogs and kind of been you know scouring the world of Google and and uh, and just really enjoying wood from from the internet perspective. And it was probably a few months ago where I just put my foot down and Jason, I just said no. I'm, I, we need to bring this passion to the forefront of the internet and we need to kind of put, (laughs) we need to put our stamp on, on the podcast world because I'm quite into podcasts. And I, and I said, no, we need to do this. So just one night alone, you know, in my bed, I just, I just picked up a microphone and I, and I turned on my phone and I just started talking about, and and you'll hear that in the very first episode that it's, (laughs) it's a little bit raw before we had a sound team and producers and writers, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, it was raw, but it was also, it was very truthful, you know? Yeah. I mean, everybody starts somewhere too. So it's, I think all of us
3: started with a simple mic, maybe plug it into a phone or an iPad, maybe a
0: laptop if you're really lucky, if you're like Richie Rich, but I'm not sure all of us started with our in-laws drinking. I'm not sure we all started the same way. Um, yeah, but we, we all certainly had to start No, Well, big girls got a problem.
2: I mean, we'll loan out our in-laws if anybody you know wants to start that way. They
0: truthfully sound terrific. They sounded like wonderful people, and I'm, I'm really concerned about his prostate. Um, There's a lot of information there, <laughs> Yeah, a lot well, of information. and I know Glenn would want to get that thing hydrated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> According to him, it was pretty inflamed,
1: too. A well-hydrated prostate. I mean, ask your doctor. It'll help. It'll help.
3: <laughs> I certainly think so. It's, I, we, we say around here, hydrate or dihydrate. Mm,
0: mm. I don't know if words have been said. Mr. Clutterbuck, you're probably going to have to steal that and run with it for a little bit, I would think. I might have to use that as a hashtag. Are you okay with that, Jason?
3: You know what? You have my permission. I want you to run with it in New Hampshire. The, the number one state motto is live free or die. But then right underneath that is mm-hmm. hydrate or dihydrate. Oh. And I would love to hear more people taking that uh, on and making that a life philosophy for themselves
1: wow oh Jason you just honestly my heart I'm my heart's fluttering a little bit right now I might have to come to your near beautiful state pardon me we just lost the Canadian
3: <laughs> yeah. well you, you know you guys are welcome anytime often people call New Hampshire and Vermont and Maine America's Canada so oh. you know because we're close we're right there and then um you know we've got the majestic
0: woods and mountains and bears and moose and shit. Well they they might not like us because of our Canadian government because we're generally people don't like, you know, the Canadian government. So they might not like us because of that. But like we always you, say Do you think it's is a compliment? Yeah, but there is no government when it comes to wood. And that's kind of the beauty of our of our show, is that there's no borders, there's no boundaries, um, and and you could use our wood to put, to put up a, to put up a wall if you need to. But uh, could, yeah. there's truly no borders, no boundaries.
1: And I see, I'm I'm all for the free movement of trees. You know, like you don't see a you don't see you don't see political lines in forests, do you?
0: You don't. Well, you see some terrorists on lumber, I
3: guess, but I've never seen a red or a blue forest. No. <laughs> No,
1: (laughs) unless it's
0: blue spruce (laughs) or (laughs) dr zeus dr zeus while we're rhyming dr zeus dr zeus blue spruce dr zeus dr zeus
3: so um i've got a comment larry uh what a perfect name woodstone is Mm. for such a lover of wood as yourself Mm.
0: yeah well you know it was, passed, it was passed down. It wasn't one I created, which is, is so fortunate to me. So fortunate. Well,
3: I, and that's well, I, that was the next thing I was going to say. I mean, I, I hesitate to even mention this because, I mean, honestly, I've got a lot of respect for you. I've got a lot of respect for Glenn. I've got a lot of respect for what you guys do with the show. Uh, but there are some rumors that I've seen swirling around online. Some people are speculating falsely, no doubt, that Woodstone is not your actual name, but one that you assumed when you started a show about wood.
0: You no, know, and, and you know what? I know exactly where this comes from. Um, we have members on our own team. Um, specifically, I'm thinking Paul, who decided not to show up tonight, and he was supposed <laughs> to to help me with the sound. Um, but I, I personally believe, and I'm going to be looking up some IP addresses on some of these rumors, because I've read this, and I'm well aware of it. Yeah. Um, and this, this is kind of a circulating, it's kind of a windstorm, really, if it's anything. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring it to your attention just so that you could.
3: I don't know what kind of team of lawyers your show has, but I thought that maybe you know some cease and desist orders were were uh, you know maybe called for in this case because you know you've got people slandering your
0: name literally. I can tell you this. We have a very specific history. Um, my great-great-grandfather, who actually comes from England, um, they lived on a property with a very a very well-known and very wide creek. And in that place, cobblestone was probably the most common and most kind of popular type of rock. And, and unfortunately, in our family, they didn't actually have any cobblestone in their creek. And it was super embarrassing. It was very embarrassing. But what we did have was one of the hardest and heaviest woods. So what my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather would do, he would would be carving these stones, he would be carving this wood into these stones, and he'd be filling up the riverbed, um, trying to kind of get back some of his disgrace, because the community really disgraced him because of his lack of cobblestone. Um, and what he became known as was the Woodstone because he would be carving these very, very dense pieces of wood into 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 rocks, essentially, mm. and filling up his creek bed. Um, and he became known infamously. Actually, it was it was borderline. The entire region got to know him as as Mister Woodstone, um, and that name has been passed down. It was given to him then, but I mean, <laughs> we're talking maybe you know one and a half centuries ago. I'm, I'm I i can not give you wow. the exact math on it. Wow. But, and that's been passed on to me, and kind of the love for wood and the in the exact same aspect has been passed down to me as well it's almost genetic to be honest it's it's in your dna it sounds like it's right it's woven right into my into my bloodstream is what it really it's, is it's inside every part of you it's a it's a fiber yeah it's a fiber at the
3: finest level almost a quantum level woven through you at the deepest core so i was going to ask because your name also includes stone the the last name woodstone includes stone there i was going to ask what your feelings were about uh, something that often accompanies uh, fine woodwork, which is uh, stone, masonry, granite, marble, that type of thing. What are your feelings on oh. these materials?
0: Oh, okay. So um, I speak a little bit differently than some of the other guys do in the wood community here. But um, for me, as long as it's a natural a natural resource, I'm in support of it. I mean, I've got guys, okay. I've okay. got friends for for years and years and years, and years that it, that are masonry guys that are working in iron that are working in steels, big. Big strong gentlemen, uh, you know, you know, big forearms and big biceps that are just kind of lifting and hauling these wonderful natural resources. Oh, you gotta and, love that! And I've always supported them because I think that's important. We're uh, we're talking about a natural resource here. Um, the wood being the number one. I mean, not only not only does it grow itself. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> shut the front door. Um, but but it's the most beautiful, and it's the most it's the most wonderful natural resource. But I support those who are in the industry of other natural resources because they're also beautiful. Not as, but also. I understand.
1: And I I mean, if I can just add, I think what you'll appreciate, Jason, is that uh, trees also party naked. So, you know, there's no no clothing for trees. And so maybe you can go out for a walk in the forest Mm -hmm. and just see, you know, hopefully some hydrated trees that are naked and having a good time.
3: Well, I, I would like to think that the forest is a safe space for partying naked. I think there's a long history of... People convening deep in the woods where they won't be molested in order to disrobe and light a fire, dance around, maybe worship the devil. I don't know. I'm not judging. That seems pretty dark. <laughs> it veered dark, but
1: yeah, probably. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not really in support of lighting fires inside of the forest just because of the the drying out of the moisture that I've already put down but i mean i understand what you're saying and i, yeah. I really appreciate the safe space zone and that's what i have really found in the wood enthusiast community is just it's
0: a really safe space you know it's- i would like to say me and glenn and me and uh, me and mr clutterbuck in previous conversations we have talked actively about trying to withdraw water from a rock as, as of the old expression mm-hmm. yeah um and glenn has spent years and years actually actively trying to do that and we've okay. found that it's not possible and that's why he's kind well, of he's kinda of had an issue with masonry.
1: Yeah, that that's been a problem.
0: So it's not it's not theoretical. You guys have actually attempted. That's right. No, that's right. We've actually we've actually taken kind of the science to the grindstone and, and really worked on it. Um, more Glenn than anybody else, because <laughs> there's a there's a lot of money in his family and he's he's been doing that kind of on his own accord and mm-hmm. uh he and he failed. You know, no surprise, but he failed.
1: Yeah, you know what though, but with every failure you learn something, and what I learned is that you probably just have to try it again. So yeah.
0: Yeah, but you kept doing it. You know, you kept doing it for years and years. So have you finally given up, Glenn? Uh,
1: Well, we're always looking for more ways of getting more water. And so, you know, I'm not going to – no, I'm not giving it up. I think it's happened before. I think water has come out of stones. And I don't – just because it hasn't – just because we only see the white swan doesn't mean there's not a black swan around the corner. And so I'm just going to keep kind of searching for that black swan – um, hopefully, stones can become more useful uh, within the
0: forest. That's really cool, and that's why Gary. That's why Gary keeps you at an arm's length di- distance because you make a lot. Of, sometimes you make a lot of foolish statements, Glenn. And this is we're public here. Well, and I don't. This is everybody can hear this.
1: Well, yeah. Um, fool. I think you know what I, I think. I, I can understand why people would think it's foolish, but when you really get out there and you see the the need, you see the need of moisture. Uh, you know, it's, it it changes you, it changes you and it changes your perspective. And, uh, and so I, I, you know, I I just challenge, I just challenge anyone, you know, just go for a, like, see, this is my thing, right? It's just like, is it too much to ask for someone to take maybe a 10, 15 kilometer walk 3am, you know, before the sun's up, just go into the middle of the woods, find a tree that's thirsty, do it before work. You know, it's not,
0: I don't think it's too much to ask. Bring a couple of bottles of water. Some of us us have to work. Some of us have to work, Mr. Clutterbuck, unlike, you know, others who are out there watering trees. Well, I can find your Find your priority. Nope. But let's let's bring the point back to wood, wood enthusiasm, wood enthusiasm, <laughs> and not necessarily water enthusiasm here. <laughs> so, a hypothetical:
3: if I were taking a three AM jaunt through the woods to possibly try and find a, a tree in need, mm-hmm. and I happened upon one, and I'm out of water, but this tree is still thirsty, is urine an acceptable substitute?
1: That's that's a that's a wonderful question. It really depends on your personal hydration levels, and you know, uh, trees are incredible oh. filters uh, in through their rooting system in the ground. So, I mean, if but if you were to pee on a tree,
0: I got to be honest, I think that tree's just fine. I think that tree's just fine. Just pee all over it.
1: You don't want to disrespect the tree. But.
3: Yeah, I can see how the urination might be. I mean, obviously, urine is mostly water, but there are other chemicals in there as well, like urea. There's there, but it, Urine is very nitri- A lot of the nitrogenous waste is passed through the, the urine, and that nitrogen retained by the soil becomes very good for plants. I've heard, and that's I think why they use manure. That's a that's a lot of fun.
1: Jason, are you are you a podcast host or a scientist? Because you,
0: well, a bit, of, a little bit of both. <laughs> oh, that's a little. That's a lot of science.
1: That's a lot of science. I appreciate your science, and you know what? You could you'd be a great um, tree hydrationist actually, because you have some wealth of knowledge to bring to the community. I like to talk about a lot of nonsense. Uh, well, like I said, I've, I've done a lot of
3: camping, so I've, I've done a lot of urinating in the woods. Mm-hmm. So I've had a lot of time to think about you know, could, long, lonely nights as a Boy Scout, thinking about what my urine is doing to the tree.
2: We could conduct a study. We could have one tree that only was provided water and, and then one that was only provided on. pee.
3: So I'll, I'll propose that to the dean at University of New Hampshire, since I know her.
1: Oh, that would be wonderful. Get some, get some big names behind yeah. the study, you know, and, uh, and, and really yeah. try to find out, you know, this, the, uh, just the, the, how you can contribute when you do, unfortunately, maybe a little unprepared, don't bring enough water for the trees.
3: Yeah. Cause I mean, there's a little bit, there's still a little
1: bit left in
2: my bladder. I feel motivated right now to go outside and pee.
1: Right. Right. At this moment, so maybe, and, and then we would know, don't waste it. Right. Get rid of indoor plumbing. Why do you need it? Right. You, you got trees out there that are thirsty. <laughs>
0: Well, and that's just <laughs> a little overkill. I mean, my goodness, I'm not going to wake up at 2 a.m. and go for urination out by the by the tree. I mean, my goodness, well, you Glenn. Mister Clutterbuck, you got to pull yourself together. These trees are doing just fine. You could save it in jug. You know, Larry, I hate when you get angry, and I'm just I'm just glad we're friends. So I don't think it's fair to say I'm angry. I think it's fair to say we're changing. We're. It sounds like you want to change over to water enthusiasm, and and you know, me and Gary aren't just going to have anything to do with that. Because the truth is, the truth of the matter is, we're only hydrating trees to get the, the most beautiful product of all time, which is wood.
1: Yeah, water. Water is, is for wood, so that's 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 where I fit into this for sure.
0: I think the two go hand in
3: hand. Thank you, Jason. I don't think you can have wood without water, and I don't know if you can have water without wood. Maybe you can.
1: I'd like to think you can. You know, and and I'll, I'll give you an example. No, let me give you an example of how that is so true, Jason. Because have you ever heard of the practice of water witching? I have not. It's a beautiful thing. It's like the circle of life because we know that that tree. That's the dark arts. The trees need water, and um, water witching is is really you grab a, a certain kind of stick. And I'm still look, learning how to uh, how to perfect this, but you grab a stick, and the stick has a, mm-hmm. a, a Y shape to it, and and as the stick gets close to water in the ground, wow. it starts to move.
0: That's nothing but the dark arts. Is what that is.
1: So the wood is telling you where the
0: water is because the wood wants the water, and everyone knows that's inappropriate. All the trees, all the trees have to do is look up in the sky and wait for a a gray cloud. They're going to get plenty of water. This is just nonsense. Don't bring up those greedy clouds right now. Okay. Those greedy clouds.
1: I don't want to get into this, Larry. Not again. Not right now.
0: I think you guys should get into it. Well, I'll tell you this much: Glenn's going to get a lot less airtime when it comes to our podcast when he keeps bringing up this nonsense.
3: Oh, so. Speaking of the podcast and the wood <laughs> community in general, you guys have referenced several times and it's, I, I'm proud to call myself a new member, fledgling member, a sapling member of that community.
0: We actually call you guys, we we actually call you guys would be wood mm-hmm. enthusiasts. And it's, it's kind of a term of endearment that we give you that, you know, you would be a wood enthusiast and you're just kind of learning. And you're just kind of going to get underfoot, and you know. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a proud new member. And I think
3: Christine is also proud to be, a, yes, a new wood enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christina, are you often enthused about wood?
2: Often. Yes, I would say so.
3: I would say almost every day.
2: Mm-hmm. He would I, like, I would say... He, well, he would like to say that.
3: When I was younger, almost every day. But now it's, it's almost <laughs> three times a week, uh, two times
0: a week. Um,
2: Maybe every other week.
0: Oh, <laughs> I think I can really help some of your enthusiasm. If you guys ever go to the woods, you can look for what, uh, what we like to call a glory hole. And what it is, is a nice big hole in, in, in a trunk. And if you kind of reach your hand in and sometimes people will mm. put little treasures or little kind of geocaches. And we, we've kind of labeled that term uh-huh. glory holes because Glenn is always out in the bush and he's always looking for glory holes. And that's something that we're really excited about. It's kind of a new thing we're going to start be doing. We're going to start doing um, glory holes all over our website. And we're going to tell people where they are and they can kind of go searching for their own. And, and that's going to really kind of embrace some of our enthusiasm yeah. for, for wood all, all over all over the community for sure. Well,
1: I think that it'll really broaden the scope of the people that are interested in what we're doing, Larry. And I I I really I support the glory hole um when you find one, when you use one, and I think it's I think it's a wonderful thing. I, I you know, Jason, Christina, I think you guys would really be into that.
3: I I yeah, I think so too. I uh, <laughs> I um uh, I'm sorry. I I'm, I'm just
1: It's a great it's, place to water a tree too when you find the glory hole. You can kind of it it's a great place to just kind of squirt the water into the hole there.
3: Yeah, yeah it feels like it's a very direct way to get into the, the tree. I think, you know, I've heard of the geocaching before. I've, I've heard that as I've perused the internet. But honestly, I'm, I'm about to, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google the uh, the glory hole here real quick so I can have an idea of what you guys are. Oh, my goodness. We
1: might be the first hits. Did you see us first? Did you see my face first when you Googled it? Or huh.
3: I'm not sure. Who, I'm not sure who is.
0: Oh, my goodness. Maybe you could try. If you, if you oh. look deep. Deep glory holes, because personally, I like to get the ones that are very hard to reach. So it's kind of more of an exciting treasure hunt. Um, and that's something that we've kind of taken on as a community, and, and we're really excited about it. We're really looking forward to seeing what we can do out there with our with our glory holes and, you know, just kind of bringing the people along with us.
1: Well, and, and Larry, you as you know, for the ones that are a bit deeper, you need a longer stick to get, uh, get to it, right?
0: Well, that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, or you can drill holes right in the bottom and just kind of let it seep out. I just Googled glory holes
3: and uh, the, the image I'm looking at, I mean, this thing is, is bigger and blacker than this microphone I'm using right now. This is... Well, that,
0: that sounds to me like we're really getting up there already. Is that Wesley Snipes? Black walnut. Oh, no, it's probably a black walnut. Oh. It's probably, it's a very popular tree and it's one of our favorites. Yes. Yeah. Well, it looks like she's enjoying it too. It's, it's kind of a messy tree to be honest the black, the black walnut is not a wonderful tree it's difficult to grow and it's it's quite messy but the final product and that's where i land that's kind of my favorite part is probably the most beautiful of almost all woods so
1: great to build furniture with and uh yeah do you have any walnut furniture in your home i actually think the
3: what, what's this table this is um i think the particle board was made out of walnut at one point
1: right Oh my goodness! Oh Oh my goodness! You you just about gave Larry a heart attack there.
3: (laughs) That's that's worse than saying shit, right? Say particle board. Well, you might as well say slippy poops board. It's just a pile of diarrhea. That's yeah, it's terrible. I mean, take it out to the garbage. That's exactly what I did. I took it out to the garbage, threw it away. I mean, what's the point? What's the point? I actually think the the dresser bureau that my wife and I just purchased last weekend that we're having delivered on Saturday was a. Is that a walnut? Is that a it's a it's a very fine wood i'll have to post a image of it on twitter for you gentlemen to to, to look at
0: oh just take us in this sounds amazing
3: it's very handsome yeah it's very dark oh i can i can imagine it's really it's it's hand carved i mean it's it's a wonderful piece it's one of a kind i'm told this this sounds like something that really that needs to be seen <laughs> is what it sounds like it was 79.99 at target so, oh my goodness, we yeah. need to reverse this whole conversation
0: right now. We need to conversation. <laughs> no, what we need to do is we need to go back to the, what's happening here. And, and let me, let me speak for one second here. What's happening here is the world's kind of trying to portray false garbage mm. as truth. And this mm. is what's frustrating to me because people are going out there and saying, oh, oh, I've got this wonderful piece of wood and i and I touch it and just about falls apart the minute I touch it. You know, you put a glass on there and the condensation ring falls down and all of a sudden you've got a bubble. So <laughs> this is just garbage. It's just garbage wood and it's frustrating. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. Jason this is this is why we're here this is why we're here it's
3: almost you know? as insulting and offensive as the vinyl laminate for your floor
0: that has a wood print on it that looks like wood but it's don't, don't say for your floor because that's not in my house don't well, say for your floor Jason it's not in my house I mean the and I don't the, like to be spicy here but <laughs> there is nothing in my house that has to be with vinyl and I I mean I, right now I went from a mild salsa to a halpicante uh, because <laughs> that 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 does not enter my and I'll tell you my wife, she if she if she sees me coming in the house with a piece of carpet, she's about ready with a, a pail of gasoline and a lighter. Yeah. She'll say, Larry, you take it right away. There's no nonsense here in this house.
3: My goodness. Yeah. I meant the I meant the um the general you, like one. Not not you specifically, Larry, because I would never insult you by implying that you brought anything uh that's polyurethane not, or whatever in your home.
2: That's not what you were saying a couple of minutes ago.
3: You mean before this podcast? Yeah. I you prefer you kept that a secret.
2: You were saying that I bet these guys have laminate shit on their floor.
0: This sounds like a dark perversion. That I, this sounds like some sort of dark perversion that I don't even... I think you guys are trying to trick me. <laughs> right. And I know that people like to try to prank prank Larry and get him all fired up. And sometimes it really gets me, gets my wood stirring and I yeah. don't like it. Well, my wife does like
3: to prank. She does like to prank. She likes to stir shit. She's a shit stirrer. Um, she's a slippy poop stirrer. And so I I apologize.
1: Yeah, we really don't want to bump lumber on this one. So if, uh, you know, we we just want to maintain friendship. And uh, the last last thing I want to do is bonk lumbers with anybody. That's that's the facts. I thought that was a good thing, bumping lumber. I thought
3: that was, is that not, that's not a good thing. That's a euphemism for argument. I thought it was a euphemism for lovemaking.
0: In the, wood, in, the, in the wood community, we don't like to bonk lumbers, and, and we say bonk lumbers because, okay. you know, when you're, when you're building a structure, you know, with some uh, with some wonderful SPF furniture or lumber, you don't want to just whack each other. You know, that's no. something you don't want to do. So,
3: No, you don't.
0: Well, I, my wife was only
3: kidding. I would never impugn you, gentlemen, by implying that there was any... Of course
1: not. <laughs> Larry, she, she was sounding a lot like uh, my ex-wife, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> well, your,
0: your, ex-wife, your ex-wife had a lot of reason to do what she did, um, and I'm just saying... Uh, you know, I, sometimes I can get a little spicier faster than I want to. So I just got to dip a couple chips and cool down and that's all I need to do. And, and, and that, you know, I just, I just tend to get a little bit spicy. I I find that milk is, or some form of dairy is a really good remedy for the spice. Uh, not another natural resource. beautiful. Beautiful. What a wonderful reference. And it really brings us full circle, doesn't
3: it? I feel like it does. I feel like it does. I also want to ask you guys, what's your stance on legal marijuana? I think that's something that it's now legal in Canada, and it is sort of an
0: offering from the woods, so to speak. It's going to be legal in October. Uh, it's not quite there yet. There's, some, <laughs> there's a little bit of work to do still. Mr. Mister Prime Minister here has kind of shot the gun a little fast there, but uh, I think it's going to be coming around in October.
3: Justin Trudeau is such a looker,
0: though such a cute little guy oh his hair is just wonderful but i know the hair the brain the brains underneath that hair isn't really stirring as fast as his curls are you think it might be one of the products he
3: uses probably not a natural product that's all that's all i'm gonna say well certainly not wood it could be a bit of that green product he's using Mm. so uh you guys i would say thumbs up or or maybe make the okay signal with your hand to the marijuana legal marijuana
0: you know, I'll tell you, uh, I, and I can't speak on behalf of Glenn Clutterbuck here because I'm a teetotaler. Um, I've never touched alcohol in my entire life, and so when it comes to products that are going to infiltrate my mind and make me think something about different about lumbers or woods, then I'm not going to I'm not going to partake in that kind of nonsense. If I'm not going to use any spicy language, I'm certainly not going to use something that could make me say it when I'm you know when I'm not even cognizant. So I can understand, but what if it opened your mind to like a broader appreciation or? You were able to like... I need to be very clear. My mind when it comes to wood is as open as it gets, you know. That's the that's the hard truth. That's the hardwood truth right there. It was beautiful that you're so open to wood. That's something I really admire. What else is there? I mean, and there's nothing else out there. This is a product that it, it, I live inside of, you know. It surrounds my house. It surrounds my children. And it protects me. It envelops me. It protects you. my entire family. Yeah. It envelops me. And I, I eat dinner on it, you know. And I sit on it. It's, it's an everyday material and it's really just... I'm staring out right now at my deck, and I'm just floored. I'm just looking at the beauty of it. It's, an, it's absolutely incredible deck, but it's just—it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful What's made one. just out of resources that grows out of the ground.
3: That's incredible, and you have to think about the rich historic legacy of mankind building structures with wood. And I mean, for many thousands of years, we've been we've been using wood for
0: our decks our tables our floors well they weren't they weren't using laminate silicone as plastics i'll tell you that much (laughs) no that's for sure (laughs) that is for sure (laughs) hey glenn why don't you go there and try to water a laminate table and tell me what happens my goodness
1: oh it's ignorant it's ignorant i actually one time you know sometimes and you know they're getting really good with the lookalikes these days and i didn't have my glasses on one day and i came up and i was like oh that looks thirsty and uh started pouring a little bit of water and i was like wow it's really not absorbing anything got a little closer they got, me. they got me. They tricked me, and I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. Actually, I haven't said this openly or publicly because I thought Don't, this was ridicule. So, but uh, it's garbage.
3: It's just garbage. Well, well, Glenn. As long as as long as you're sharing an embarrassing story, I'll share one of my own. I uh, I once imbibed a little bit of whiskey as well as some marijuana, and afterward, I had to urinate, and I came upon uh, one of my pieces that looked thirsty, and I pissed all over it and passed out. And when I woke up, I realized that was the plastic lawn chair. That wasn't even wood. What a waste. It's inexplicable, my behavior. And I'm, I'm really ashamed, but also it feels good to get that off my chest.
0: You know, Jason, what I want to know is I want to know why you're at a location where they're having plastic lawn chairs. That's what I want to know. That seems like a big waste of time. It's not somewhere I'd go. You know, I was... I was renting at the time.
1: I don't know how you can enjoy whiskey on plastic chairs. That seems ignorant. But one thing I'd like to say: the biggest waste I find at parties. Um, and Jason, I, and 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 I bet you can, Christina. I bet you can. Um, you know, attest to this. At parties, people open up. You know, sadly, plastic water bottles, but nobody knows whose plastic water bottle is whose, and so everyone's opened up plastic water bottle after plastic water bottle, and then they're mm-hmm. all sitting around on the counter, and then you're like, oh, which one's mine? Oh, whatever, I'll just open up a new one, and then this water in this plastic bottle, everyone just dumps it down the sink, and it's like, hey, so you're,
0: you're, Glenn, your issue isn't with the recycling issue at all. It's really it's with the, it's with the amount of water that's just getting poured down the sink.
1: People seem to not care about the
0: environment. Like, go take that water and. You know, give it to a thirsty tree. I just, I just wish they'd all use wood goblets. That's all I've ever used, and I don't have any problem with that. Well, I, you cut out there a little bit, Larry, but, uh, you know, I probably agree with you because we're friends. I just said all I would ever use is wood goblets. Don't, ex, don't expect me to come into somebody's house and use some sort of plastic cup or plastic water bottle. I just bring my own wood goblet. What else is there? I don't need to use anything else. Even when, you know, two wrongs don't make a right, and you're using plastic, but don't waste the water. Buy a $100 lathe and carve your own wood goblet. I don't see what the issue is. I feel like
3: maybe that's something that uh, your wood community is going to be so good for, which is to educate people and to uh, maybe help people to understand and learn that there are Better ways than using plastic, for instance.
0: You know, you know that that's truly what we're trying to get at here, is that there is a world that people are starting to kind of lose grasp of, and and we live in a world where plastics are dominating, and it's 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 disgusting, and it really that's really what it is, and we want to say to the young people and to the kids that, you know, you don't stand on that table; it's going to break in half. Stand on this table. Mm-hmm. This is made from strong construction lumber. This is made from a solid piece of three inch maple, and we just want to bring a fresh world to a community that's that's kind of been lost you know to a digital age that's kind of lost its love for the natural resource the only one that's important which is wood uh, but there's other ones that you know they can do their own thing but it really comes back to the lumber it comes back to wood all the watering in the world it comes back to wood you know
1: it certainly does and you know today i spent a good hour and a half in my in my wood shop and uh and and one thing that was running through my mind was you
0: know that's all it's got an incredible wood shop, actually. I've seen it a few
1: times. I, I enjoy spending time in there, you know. And uh, wow. one thing though that that irks me, kinda kinda bothers me, is not even when I'm in the shop, but when I'm outside the shop and I speak to people about, you know, oh yeah, you know, going to the wood shop, gonna build some furniture. They're floored. They're like, Wow, you do that? Like wow, you, you put your hands on wood and you and you make things with it? like that's that's of weird. Course. Who does that? And I feel like that of conversation a hundred years ago isn't weird.
0: You know, people were yeah bored. Oh, that I'm lost. It's, it's truly been lost. Glenn. And that's where we meet, you know, that's where we don't bonk Lumber's really. That's where we meet that this, this has been lost, you know, these are the things that unite us and, uh, and it's, and it's important. It's, it's important. I've oh.
1: for friends to have a uh, points of, uh, you know, interest together. So, and
3: there was no IKEA hundred years ago.
0: Oh, don't even bring up IKEA. Oh, oh my god. don't even bring up IKEA. And if I had known that was going to come up in conversation, you
1: don't want to hear, it, Jason. You don't want to hear him go on about Jeez. IKEA. Larry, just, just,
0: just drop this one. Okay? If I knew that was going to come up in conversation, I probably wouldn't have able to accept this this invite. To be honest,
3: I'm so sorry. Look, I, you can understand. I mean, you can you can really appreciate how new I am and the enthusiasm. Yeah, we're
2: community. newbies.
3: We're newbies. I didn't know that IKEA was such a bad. Oh my god, I said that it was again. a four
2: letter word. I
0: said it again. I'm so sorry. That's worse than you know slippy poops to be honest with you yeah i feel like we're still learning that is that is a four letter word she's dead on she's dead on that you know that's something i'm gonna bring forward that is a four letter word that that's a that's a stupid place what that
3: is i just wrote it down and counted three times and yeah it's a four letter word That's a four letter word <laughs>
1: put a quarter in the swear jar Jason. Whoa. put a
3: quarter in the swear jar I'll, I'm. I feel like I've said it like three or four times when I have to put like a buck in there. Well, then put a couple quarters in there.
0: Huh? You know what I've taught my kids? Instead of saying that word, I tell them to call it Ikea because it's kind of got like an icky, an icky look to it. So I say, if you guys want to talk about it, you can you can call it Ikea because that's what it is. It's gross. Yeah, I mean,
3: I, I wouldn't blame you for taking the belt to them if they mention Ikea. <laughs> They'd be lucky to get the belt. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we see the wood community going in the future? What's your plans?
0: What's up? What's on the horizon?
3: Yes, yes, please.
0: Let's, let's talk about this. Um, we are developing, we're actually in the middle of recording our third episode, and we're ju- actually, we just finished our third episode of, 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 of uh, Wood Enthusiast, the webisode series. So in September, we're hopefully, we're going to release all three episodes, and we're going to go from there. Um, just, just to kind of introduce people, those who who don't really know the woods and those people who who live in concrete jungles, um, that haven't really experienced the true beauty of wood. we're going to, we're going to have fun facts and we're going to have interviews and we're going to have some, you know, just some fun stuff. We're going to meet Mr. Clutterbuck in person and he's going to show us his proclivities and his strangeness and and what he likes to do. I can't Um, wait. We actually have some footage of him watering a tree right beside the lake, which he will explain kind of in depth on, on the second episode, but we're looking to take this into the new world. We're looking to go, you know, hit Silicon Valley Valley with a big piece of 2 by 4 and say, wake up, you know, wake up, Silicon Valley. There's there's something out there, and it's called lumber, Uh, and we're really excited about that. Mm -hmm. We are really, really excited.
3: I, I think it's amazing that you guys are getting into other forms of media. I mean, your podcast is wonderful. I'm a tremendous fan. That goes without saying, but... I think it's awesome that you guys are moving into film production as well because there's that visual aspect of wood. I mean, you mentioned your tactile experience with wood, but it's it's really even if you can't touch it, you can lay your eyes on it.
0: You know, there's yeah, and there's there's just something to be said when you, when you see a you know a nice sanded down piece. Actually. Uh, I shouldn't even say this. (laughs) I shouldn't even say this. It's kind of like a reveal on the show, but Mr. Clutterbuck, um, he's going to be bringing us a piece of zebra wood, which Mm. we're really excited about. Um, Glenn, did you want to speak on that for a moment?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I got some extra zebra wood in my shop and uh, we're going to bring it down and we're going to explore. Again, I don't want to give too much away.
0: No, we'll probably do a little bit of a rub fresh uh, mm-hmm. and see if we can blindfold test Gary and see if he can kind of f- figure out what it is. But we are super excited about that.
1: And the truth is uh, Gary actually almost put an end to the entire webisode because he said, if if we rub fresh and the people can't
0: smell it, what's the point? Oh, well, that's that's just Gary. He doesn't understand yeah. the social world. And, you know, he, he's, got a, he's got a lot of learning to do and a lot of training to do in that. But he's still full of wisdom. He's literally so full of wisdom that it, it, we need to keep him around for sure. So...
3: So, do you have a
0: YouTube
3: or a web page that's associated with the uh, the web series that's going to be coming out that you guys want
0: to? Absolutely, yeah. If you just if you just Google or search wood enthusiasts, uh, we do have uh, a web page or um, a, a, a channel on YouTube that you can subscribe to. Okay, so I'm going to urge everybody listening to my voice right
3: now to please Google wood enthusiasts. Don't Google glory holes, but Google wood
0: hmm. enthusiasts or do Google. Glory holes. I mean, if that's what you're into, that's cool. I mean, I'm. I, I mean, you can you can Google both because we have some wonderful stuff in glory holes gonna, and we're probably going to be posting some, but we do have some clips. We don't have full episodes out yet, but we have lots of fun clips that you can kind of get to know mm-hmm. us and kind of get to see us and, yeah. and kind of maybe chat with us. And if we were looking for people to send us videos of them and their favorite pieces of tree or lumber or wood, and we're, we're really hoping to get some people sending us some questions and, and that we can answer live on, on our web series so we can post them and we can try to answer and respond to these people. So that's something we'd love to see people um, connect with us on Facebook or on Twitter uh, and kind of connect with us that way. On Twitter, you guys are at Wood Enthusiasts.
3: Absolutely. Excellent. So that way, anyone hearing this can also connect with you guys on Twitter because you guys are a fantastic resource. I mean, you're the resource that I wish that I'd had for so many years on all of these,
0: all of this wood. Yeah. Well, we're hoping to be the resource, is really what we want to be. We want to be the resource. We want to be the community that is really bringing this <laughs> into the twenty first century. So,
1: Larry likes. To, he's, he, Larry's kind of a front man, you know, and he and he really uh, an innovator yeah. and a uh, and so he likes to put himself forward um, in, in in these things. And, and, we're, and we're behind him. We agree yeah. with it. And and Larry yeah. really. Uh, he's, he's kind of a voice of a, of a wood enthusiast generation. And so we're excited about that. Um, He's an
0: extremely charismatic gentleman too. I mean, I'm kind of a roller coaster of emotions from time to time. Depends on what we're talking about, but, uh, you know, it it depends. Sometimes people like Paul like to get me worked up and do stupid pranks on site. and And you'll see some of that because I want to be honest and I want to be real and I want to show people who we are. You know, I just really want to show people who we are. Well, I love how
3: honest and real you guys have been. It's been wonderful. Um, I just want to ask you one final question. What's your favorite type of musical instrument?
0: Oh my goodness, I'm a pianist.
1: Mm, Larry pianist. loves the pianists, and I don't just mean pianos. He loves other pianists,
0: and, and there's a community for them too. But um, it's not clavinovas, and it's not keyboards. You know, I, I like a I like a grand piano, some a solid wood, yeah, a solid wooden uh, orchestral instrument. Um, I like that's what I like. I like a giant grand piano. Glenn, what do you like?
1: Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, I find that the, you know, the acoustic guitar is something that really brings other people around and I'm always interested in kind of making new friends. So I got right into the guitar and a
0: well, well you, you've tickled the, you've tickled the wooden flute a few times.
1: Well, yeah. If you know, it's more of a recorder. He's, 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 he's making it sound like I'm better at something <laughs> than I am. It's more of a wooden
0: recorder, but you know, we call it tickling the flute and, uh, and I've been there and it's fun. Let me speak on behalf of Gary. He is a flutist. And when you will hear him on one of our episodes, when you hear Gary on the flute, it's gonna blow your mind. Let me just say that right ahead of time. It's gonna blow your mind. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. That's that that sounds stunning. Jason, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to wait, but I, I'm just excited about it. Yeah. My my other favorite instrument would definitely be the rain stick. Yes, that's true. You you play that well too often. Yeah, it's really
1: you just turn it one way or the other, but it's uh it just reminds me of of wood. You know, good
3: hydration. Ah, uh, so. Yes. Yeah. That, that that makes sense a lot actually. But um, I I think for myself and Christina, I'll I'll let you answer this question as well because I want to hear what your favorite instrument is. I think for myself, um, despite I, I love a grand piano all uh, carved of wood and, and a you know a beautiful ma- mahogany or or painted black or whatever. And An g- acoustic guitar is always great, right? Of course. I mean, oh, of, of course. You have one of those in your house, and and ladies love that. You don't even need to play; just lean it up against your wall, right? I mean, of course. do they? Do they love
0: it? Is that a thing? I, I think they do. I've heard. I've heard they do. Oh, yeah. good to know. Yeah. I think the local guitar store has got a new customer, <laughs> Mr. Clutterbug. I think so.
3: <laughs> I think so. But despite all of that, I actually really appreciate the woodwind instruments because despite being made of brass, the the wooden reed within them is the, the piece that makes the beautiful sound that you hear. So, Oh, my goodness.
0: What a terrific point.
3: Mm. It's it's that little piece of wood in there, and it produces the melody that you hear. That just it truly makes the world a difference, doesn't it? Wow, it it does. And to me, that's the most beautiful instrument, more than you know, banging on a drum or or, or playing some electric synth keyboard or some shit like that. I'm Vomit. give me the woodwind any day of the week. Christina, what about you?
2: Um, I actually like the piano as well.
3: She also loves.
2: It's pianos. nice and big, and it makes a lot of noise.
3: Yeah. yeah, big penis. Well, which yeah. what what yeah. do you like aesthetically? What do you prefer?
0: Do you like the black ones?
2: The black or the one is the one ones? that came up first for me. The black
3: ones came up first.
0: God damn it! Sounds like
1: you're
0: upset. It sounds to me like Jason that you might you might have a white piano at home. <laughs> uh, like I do. I think I do. It's
3: it's kind of a you know it's not. I wouldn't call it grand either. Let's put it that way.
0: Is it a stand up piano or? It's probably closer to an organ.
3: Yeah, it's an average (laughs) piano. I'd call it an average. I would not call it a grand piano at all. It's an average piano. It's very average. Very
2: interesting. It's weird. We're not pregnant yet.
3: (laughs) Okay. Wow. Oh, terrific! I'm
1: not sure what it has to do with this at all, but I, I, I really like what uh, Jason, your, you're your, the, the woodwinds. I, I find it's amazing how even when you take a little piece of wood and you stick it in something, it can feel so good. Right. And yeah. And, and, and it makes the melodies and, 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 and maybe the ladies like that too. I don't know. Maybe not as much as the guitars. I'm not sure, but, um,
3: I, I think the ladies like even the, the smaller, that smaller wooden reed. Well,
1: um, and Jason, do you know what a oboe takes, right? It takes the double reed. So you actually have a double reed in an oboe, and so it's there's two pieces of wood that you're putting inside of the instrument. and
0: I really like the sound of the word oboe,
3: both at the same time.:
1: At the same time, it's a double reed. It's a double reed instrument. Oboe. How How do they fit?
0: How do they both fit? that's, in, that's incredible.
1: You, you actually you actually tie
0: them together. Whoa. You just some, sometimes you just lubricate them up with a little bit of saliva just to get them running. It's true.
1: It's true. you lick them and mm-hmm. then you tie them together and then you put it right on the oboe
3: so. That makes sense. I've always heard of the spit valve. So that that makes a
0: lot of sense. You know what? I don't like speaking about spit valves because sometimes there's a double entendre. And in my world, I do not do double entendres. I do not like to speak of things that have double takes. So I don't like to speak about spit valves. Something that Larry's very sensitive about is, we
1: actually didn't realize this until quite recently, is that many things, when we're talking about wood and forestry, for some reason, some people... Do take it as a double entendre, and we actually are quite offended by that because yeah.
0: we're very serious about. Being- well, I just don't understand them. I don't understand it. That someone says they, they wiggle their eyebrows at me and say, you know, you know, they wiggle their eyebrows, and I say, what are you doing? I'm just talking about a you know a nice piece of hardwood, and I don't like that. Yeah. I think that's inappropriate. Well, I
3: tried to I tried to share the the, the show wood enthusiasts with my nephew, and he's 15, and uh, of course he was giggling the whole time, and I was wondering like, w- w- what's so funny? I mean. what why are you, every time Larry says wood, you're you're practically shitting yourself over there giggling. What What is going on? I didn't understand it. I
0: didn't get it. But he found something fun. That's the kids. They, they The kids like to take something that's just wonderfully holistic and wonderfully beautiful and turn it into something crass and put it on the internet and turn it into video games. And I don't like that. I know. And then that's, all, that's all they wanted to do, too. All they want to do is video
3: games. Yeah. I try to get them to go out for a walk in the woods and get a little exercise and move their
0: legs. But... They said, "STFU, old man, we're playing Fortnite. I, I don't get it. Some of the kids out there like to say the, the letters LOL. Um, but I've never, I've never read a joke online when I'm private in my room and, I, and laughed out loud. So I like to say STS, which just means Snickers to self. And that's, for me, that's most applicable. <laughs> I just like to snicker to self. So I always say, oh, oh, that's funny. STS. And they say, what's that mean? I'm like, well, that, that's more accurate is what that is. <laughs> I wish I'd known
3: that one for last week. On last week's episode, we uh, played a little game with Christina. She's not very good at recognizing internet, um, acronyms. So she would never have gotten STS. Mm -mm, She wouldn't have been able to guess it. I would have gotten the point. That's a,
0: that's a Larry Woodstone first and foremost. So you guys can use that. And, and you know, what you can do is you can share that with your friends because that's more accurate and that's more true. And I'm, I'm always about truth. I'm about authenticity and I'm about truth. And I never laugh out loud. I just snicker. It's true. Just myself. Those
3: are fine parting words. I, Glenn, is there anything that you'd like to add as we're, as we're coming to the end here?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you were talking about encouraging you, the, the younger generation to get off their butts and out of video games and into the forest, no, go in the woods, stretch your legs. And all I would say is yes, yes, yes. But make sure you also bring some water, you know, um, don't, oh dear. don't leave the house, you know, because you don't, you don't want to waste your, your walk. And, 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 and I think that is important to teach children this, you know, when they're young, you know, maybe 12, 13, 14, 15, um, that, uh, you can't just think of yourself on walks. You got to think of nature.
0: If this is my show, that'd be enough for Mr. Clutterbox. That's for sure. <laughs>
3: you cut his mic off. So Glenn, do they have fire hydrants in Canada?
0: Uh, Oh, I imagine that you have fire hydrants, right?
1: Yes. Yes, we do. Right outside our igloos. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we have fire. (laughs) He's been arrested three times for play with fire hydrants. I'll tell you that right now. He's been arrested three times.
3: I was going to say, would you have like an aneurysm if you walked by and like the plug had come off and it was just water shooting into the street and going right down the drain?
0: Yeah, That would
1: bother me quite a bit. Um, I imagine, uh, yeah, and uh, and and I mean, it's 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 interesting. I mean, you, you know, Larry likes to make fun a little bit. I think he's just being friendly. Um, but I, I, you know, people we talk about all these terrible forest fires going on. You know, uh, California had some terrible forest fires, um, and in BC, and, mm, and, and ask yourself this one question, Jason: Why do forest fires happen?
3: Jason, why do forest fires happen?
1: Yeah. Because the woods dry. Huh? Because the woods dry. Well, it wouldn't burn if it was wet. It would would there be forest fires if the if the trees were wet
3: no as a young scout i tried to uh, start a fire from wood that had been left out in the rain and it it just doesn't work. wouldn't start at all it wouldn't catch yeah it doesn't work doesn't it work. didn't work for yeah.
1: shit so i mean so how much suffering could we could we end if you know those 15 year olds would just stop being so selfish and idiotic on their video games and get up and walk a little bit with some water that's all i'm saying so try to change the world make fun of me if you have to i certainly won't
0: Mr. Woodstone, anything that you would like to add? Final word? All I would like is for the for the people that are listening that have never really touched, you know, touched into the wood community, follow us and subscribe and, and share and retreat and, and see what you think. You know, give it give us a little taste. Give us a little taste and see if see if what you drink um, warms you. Because I think <laughs> I think for me, I'd say it will, you know. I think if they give it a taste, they'll come running back for more wood. That's what I hope. Um, That's what I hope for. We all and we'll we'll always we'll always be ready. Have a nice piece of hardwood on on, on hand for you. So mm-hmm. you come on out, um, you meet us, and we'll give you a little slab of hardwood and a little piece of sandpaper, and you can rub fresh and, and give it a little smell of your own.
3: Change your life. It seems like you guys have always got a little hardwood ready. Sometimes a lot
0: of hardwood.
1: Always, 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 always. Right now, there's I got hardwood in my pocket. Right now,
0: Larry uh, Gary's actually got the hardest of woods, and he 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 brings it everywhere he goes. He's got some from from wow. Australia. Um, some ebony. Wow. And it's, it's incredible. It's incredible stuff. And he's, he's just able to take that everywhere. They don't confiscate that at the airport or anything. He brings it everywhere he goes. He's a nice little rock hard piece of ebony. And it's, it's beautiful. Ebony. You say, I see it all the time.
1: Never gets caught in the metal detector.
0: Ebony. It sounds like my wife would love that. Yeah, I think she would. It's a, you know, give that a little rub fresh and nothing sparks up your kind of your senses more than a little piece of ebony. Mm. Indeed. Indeed. Well, gentlemen, it has been,
3: uh, an honor and a pleasure to talk to you both. I really, I look forward to our next conversation.
0: Thank you so much. We really appreciate
1: it. What a pleasure. Jason. What a pleasure.
3: Thank you for welcoming me into the wood community. I can speak for Christina as well, and I'll, I'll give you a shot, Christina, but I think that we both feel,
0: uh, incredibly welcomed.
2: Absolutely. Very excited to be a part of the wood world. Finally.
0: And, you know, as the, as the unofficial president, um, uh, they always say there is no president, but if there was, if there was one, I put my hand up. But uh, on behalf of Wood Enthusiasts, we're excited uh, for what we're doing. We're excited to have you on our team, and I know I speak on behalf of Gary and Glenn. Uh, just to say, we thank you so much for having us on to kind of spread our word of joy and of hope uh, and of and of love for all things wood.
1: Yeah, just really glad to have, just really glad to have you as friends. So I'm really
3: glad to call you guys friends as well. It makes me very happy.
1: Warms my heart.
3: Make sure you do a little rub fresh on your wood for me, okay? Oh yeah. It warms the cockles of our heart. We are, we'll absolutely do some refreshing tonight. Thank you. Do do one in my honor. Cause I don't really have,
0: there's not a lot of wood around here for me, unfortunately. I've, I do not like the sounds of this con- I don't like the way the this conversation is going. So <laughs> maybe it's time to <laughs> cut it short. Well, gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Our joy. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.
3: All right, everybody. That was Mr. Larry Woodstone and Mr. Glenn Clutterbuck, what did you think of those gentlemen, Christina?
2: I thought they were awesome. I didn't realize there were wood enthusiasts, but now I understand why. Wood's a serious thing.
3: Wood's a fu- wood is fucking yeah, serious business. A lot, to these you can people. get into there. It really is.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, I this is one of the first times I've laughed like that on a podcast. <laughs> like I've had somebody just make me fucking. I couldn't hold my shit together. Uh, so that was a, a really precious interview, and I really appreciate you. Larry and you, Glenn, for coming on the show. Uh, I want to encourage everybody to please check out the podcast, Wood Enthusiasts, for all of your wood needs. Also, I want to invite everybody to join the thriving wood community online, which Christina and I are proud new members of.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We love our wood. What we can I love say?
2: Wood. I could say a right. lot. Christina yeah.
3: loves the ebony.
2: Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I Get love me it. some. Oh my God. hmm
3: I feel so inadequate right now, <laughs> but please check out Atwood Wood Enthusiasts on Twitter. Please look for the Wood Enthusiasts YouTube page. They actually post some really, really great, really stellar video content. They do some visual gags that really don't work in podcast form, but work phenomenally on YouTube. So please go check their videos out. Uh, there was one just the other day that had me laughing out loud at camp and people were staring at me. And wondering what the fuck <laughs> I was laughing at. But it was good shit. That's funny. All righty. Hopefully I will see you motherfuckers on August the 25th at Bungalow in Manchester. We're going to check out our Cuz Nolan's band, You're Fired. So come check us out there. Come tell me you listen to the podcast and I will buy you a drink. Free drinks for motherfuckers that say they listen to this podcast goddamn right look for the guy where his shit happens when you party naked shirt on i'm gonna blow some money and piss my wife off how you feel about that wifey love it love it i love you
2: i love you given our previous conversations i feel like you're a pretty serious wiper
3: i'm pretty fastidious i'm, <laughs> I'm fairly clean yeah. i like to be clean
2: i just think
1: you suck and i ain't going loud and clear friend can i say that
0: so what ladies <laughs> i'm your man but no i ain't gonna stick around because baby i got bigger plans but i'm
1: down if you could recommend a couple friends tell them they can meet the legend right before his baby